Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 414 of the Dark History Podcast. I'm most as always, I'm Tyler. Joining me, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gibbs. What's up, buddy? Man, a lot of crazy weather stuff going on around here. Tell you what, this place in the Pacific Northwest, inside of like Port Angeles, Swim, Washington, we have a whole bunch of crazy weather shit. And uh, today was no different, where we had a bit of uh, snow in regards to close to the Snoqualmie. Not Snoqualmie, but like close to like the freaking like uh, passes and stuff like that but uh, no we had a whole bunch of hail earlier wow. on and so that was a pretty fun experience check out the window seeing like these little pellets or something like that hidden off of everything but uh, otherwise I have been doing well normal work stuff however I've been delving into the games on my PS4 digitally because I wanted to try to see what I was basically what sticks I got a whole bunch of games I know that I wanted to see if any of them will go through and uh, keep my attention uh-huh. because fun fact I decided to delete Fire Pro Wrestling World Broke the I curse. so much yeah for the PS4 I decided to delete that because I have played so much and analyzed so much of the matches seen this and that that uh, I actually went through, deleted that, and then I've been playing other stuff on it. But other than that, how have you been, Tyler? I uh, doing okay, as usual. Uh, you know, it's a uh, Sunday. It's good. You know, it's a good night to fight. Um, you know, I don't know why Elton John always, why only Saturday is a good night to fight. What's wrong with Sunday nights? Um, you know, I don't know. It's a little prejudiced, you know, if you ask me. Uh, towards Sunday, but anyways, uh, no, I'm doing okay. You know, it's a. Uh, <sighs> Go, gotta go back to a normal work week. Uh, it's been kind of a weird last few weeks of random days off, and um, it's like, oh, you, get, you don't don't come to work on Wednesday. Well, okay, cool. And then you know, yeah. then Ted uh, ended up having a three day weekend this past weekend, and kind of you know back to the regular grind. Not looking at a some time off here for a couple months, but oh well. Uh, doing okay though. I mean, it's kind of the opposite here. Otherwise, it's been. I mean. It's it's crazy, like how you know we, people always talk about like uh, that was it like seasonal depression kind of shit, and yeah. I mean I think everybody gets a little bit, and it's like this year hit me hard, uh, really hard from like a uh, uh, from it where it's just like I was in this you know starting a, a new job, getting used to that, and then also working hours I never worked before like work you know normally I'm used to like getting up like for for the fucking sun's up, and then you know getting you know getting up at four thirty in the morning and being off by. You know, last year there's like you're super busy. Most part, like you're you're home by five at the latest, right? You know? And now I'm like working. You know, I'm going in at like nine, nine thirty, and I'm not getting off till after eight. So it's like you get home, and the sun's already down. I mean, even though you get off, you're home by five, but you still have a little bit of sun up. You know, then you can you know, you still, I mean, you still got a decent chunk of time. But it's like switching yeah. switching hours, trying to find a new sleep schedule, which I still haven't. You know, four months, four or five months in, still haven't got yet. But it's just like, man, getting home, it's like at 8 o'clock at night. It's like you're eating dinner at 9.30. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it, was, it really hit me hard this this year. And then plus just working a lot of, working two jobs, working a lot of hours. That boohoo me, whatever. But anyways, just really hit me, affects me a lot harder this year than it has in most years. Like, you know, there's times, you know, it's like, I'm just so sick of this fucking cold. I'm sick of the fucking snow. I'm sick of the fucking ice. <laughs> I'm sick of everything. I'm sick of tired of letting dogs out. I gotta, it takes 20 minutes to get bundled up. And then by the time you get bundled up, they've already fucking shit in the goddamn floor because they, they can't hold it anymore waiting for you. Um, yeah, you're going to sound like to me, Tyler. It's like <laughs> there was this one part inside the old Nickelodeon cartoon show, Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. And this is the post guy. 
that used to like deliver the mail around the neighborhood. There's this one episode, right? And trust me, it actually ties hand and foot with what you're talking about. He kind of had a similar type of viewpoint in terms of the weather and all of this shit. I remember the scene and stuff where he's crossing this like uh, this snow like mound or something like that, and he's just and this dude he's voiced by uh, Lou. I not yeah he's voiced by Lou Rawls and okay. stuff like that. This old like uh, musician and stuff, very well known. Had a bunch of like great hits, but otherwise, he would go through and he would sing while he was passing through the snow. It's like I hate the snow. I hate the snow. I hate the rain and I hate the sleep, but man, mm-hmm. I sure hate the snow. I hate the snow. And then all of a sudden he just falls through like a mound of snow all the yeah. way down to the bottom. It just keeps on continuing like nothing happened. I hate the snow. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I get that, especially, you know, both of my jobs require me to, to deliver things to houses. Um, so I, I definitely get that, you know, when it's like, I'm outside, but it's like, I don't want to be outside right now. It's fucking negative 30 out. There's ice yeah. and snow. It sucks. But, uh, no, it's, you know, it's like, it was nice. It's been nice. The weather's getting nicer today. It was beautiful. It was like, we got into like the 60s for like a few hours there. And I, I had, op- I got to open up all the windows up, you know, that like be home when the sun's out and open all the windows up. And I had opened the windows up in the bedroom for the birds and they were singing like I've never heard them sing before. Um, they usually sing and shout and scream at each other, but this, it was different. They're like, I, I went in there and checked on them and they're like, I had the window up for them, and they're like all in like the little window. It's so cute. They're all in the window still, like looking out the window with this with the window <laughs> up, and they're like, and they're like, oh my god, it's so cute. Oh, I tried to take a picture, and they saw me, like ah, they fluttered off. Probably shit in my fucking window sill again, assholes. Um, <laughs> pretty much all I do is listen to the Beatles, Elton John, and shit in my window. Um, yeah, they're don't get birds, people. They're so fucking messy, especially don't get three of them. Uh, anyway, they're, oh, I mean, God, yeah. they're, they're cute. So they definitely are. They're, they're messy animals, but yes, they are pretty fun too. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. I don't know if, I don't think they like me. They, well, they like me in the morning cause I give them, uh, they're like little melons, like little candy kind of, it's not candy, but it's like little seed things they eat and they love them. It's like crack to them. Uh, they like me then. And then if I give them apples, like, dude, fuck you. Uh, but anyways, um, <laughs> it, you know, it was just nice, you know, when got the open, had the windows open, had the, you know, had all the, had the curtains open, took Louie for a nice little. Uh, he was looking at me. Uh, like I thought he was eyeballing me. I was like, "You fucking eyeball me, motherfucker! You you side eye me, some bitch." Anyway, I don't. He's not scared of me. I don't know why I said it like that. But uh, you know, took him for a nice long walk, and that was that was nice. You know, just be able we had to do a little bit of running today, and um, just walking out, just threw some tennis shoes on. I, I realized uh, yesterday I went to work for my second job, and I and I got to wear boots at my main job, and then I've been wearing boots to my second job. You know, being outside a lot. And because uh, just snow and ice and all that fun jazz, I put tennis shoes on today uh, on yesterday, and I'm like, I think this is the first time I've, I put tennis shoes on since like I went to a uh, like a white elephant thing uh, like the week before Christmas. And I'm like, I think this is the last. That was the last time two and a half months ago. That was the last time I put I put shoes on, uh, actual like shoes on, like not boots. And so that was crazy thinking about that, and but it was just it was just nice, and then. Um, but I did make a big decision, you know, I, uh, uh, oh, really? a couple, I, uh, I, I signed a new lease here, another lease extended my time oh. out. So now I'm here till, uh, like Memorial day next year. I think is how it works out. It's like, hey, that's end, awesome. yeah, works out to end of May. Uh, they gave me like really, really weird options. Cause normally my lease is up at the end of March. Uh, when I, I, I moved. So last year when I renewed, um, they gave me three, six, nine, 12 months. And then the price goes drastically up to shorter the lease. 
So if like I did three months, my, my rent would go up 250 bucks. And if you did 12 months, it stayed the same. So this time they gave me five, eight, 13 or 14 months. I'm like, that's fucking, that's, that's a weird arbitrary number, but it worked out perfectly where it's like, uh, you know, when I, next year, my plan is to move into a house. Um, I wasn't going to, I'm not going to renew next year. Knock on wood. Okay. Uh, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm in a good enough spot where I can move and get a house. Uh, but it works out better because now I'm moving out Memorial Day weekend instead of, you know, late March when it could be 60 or snowing. So, and then, uh, I had a name, made another big decision. Uh, GameStop had a deal going on where they're giving you $250 trade in for a PS4 Pro. So I went and really? trade, yeah, traded in my, it was like, it was, they did it last week and then I, I went to go, um, I was going to do it yesterday, but they, I didn't get off time. But anyways, I went today, I went this morning and uh, traded in, got 250 bucks for that. So traded. I was like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, as well. I, I didn't really want to sell it, but I was just like, I, I saw that deal and I was just like, because like, normally it's like 175 And I was just like, I haven't turned this on since uh, I literally, I transferred all my stuff over from my PS5. And I was thinking about putting it in the bedroom just as a streaming thing because I, I have a smart TV in the bedroom, but it doesn't have HBO Max. The only way I can watch HBO Max is on my PS5 or PS4, uh, which is really annoying. But I was like, oh, I'll just throw it in there so I can actually watch HBO Max. But I'm like, I can just get a fucking $20 streaming device. So trade it in. I, I you know, pre-ordered a few games. So I got a pre-ordered It Takes Two, which comes out at the end of the month. Uh, so Gables, you and I will be playing that hopefully here soon. Uh, here in a few weeks, um, and it has like a, a free. Uh, um, I can give like a code to a friend, so you can play. You can only play it with me, but I can give you my my code. You can download it, and we can play together. But you can only play if I'm playing, basically. Um, okay. Same thing you did with the way out, where um, if you uh, you can give a code to a friend, they can download it and they can play with you. And then uh, got a uh, new Pokemon Snap, uh, okay. Mario Golf, and then fucking skyward sword so <laughs> now, three games i'm really looking forward to uh and then uh then a, 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 another game um but yeah so that's that's what uh, i did and then uh yeah, crazy thing uh my uh work because uh, my my main job uh, we're technically frontline workers uh so they get we have a we're now able to get the, the covid vaccine so okay. uh, yeah we're on saturday and i was looking up like because i'm like i don't know like even where to go to get this? Like, do I go, like to go to a doctor's office? Can I go to like the high V, which is like the look, like the the like Midwest like big gro- uh, grocery store chain around here, and then they have a pharmacy. I'm like, do I go to Walgreens, CVS? I'm like looking. And I'm like, I'm like, and like I was looking. I'm like, you can go on like set appointments at these places, but it's like I feel like I got a better chance of buying a PS5 right now than getting a fucking COVID shot. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it's like you literally have to go on these websites and like every morning check and then like refresh. <laughs> a bunch to like get it and then hopefully you can get a um an appointment to go um but yeah so uh it's kind of cool it's like it's a weird thing we're like I'm, I'm happy to get the you know the uh to be able to get the vaccine have a opportunity to get because i mean i've said that um as soon as i'm able to get one i'm, I'm not i was never going to jump the line to like you know get one but it's like uh i don't know it's a weird guilty thing where it's like i don't know it's like there's people out there that need it better more than i do but uh, i don't know I'm not like again. You're you're in a work field and stuff where you get to deal with a lot of uh, you know customers. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I know, but it's just in like that sort of retail in that sort of space. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm not like I'm gonna tr- try to get one, but I'm not like uh, rushing. I'm not I'm not gonna sit there every morning at 5 a.m. and 
uh refreshing because i you know because i am around people a lot but it's like uh you know i'm, I'm smart socially distanced i you know i I spent a good chunk of my day in a, in a vehicle driving or a lot. And then I do see people, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty smart about it and I always have a mask and shit. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, it's, when I, when I can get one, I will, but it's like, uh, right now, Iowa is like the worst state in the country as far as like percentage wise of, uh, vaccines gotten and actually given to people. So like, they're like the bottom, we're literally in the, in the bottom, like five states of, uh, give actually distributed out vaccines. So it's, it's like, uh, and yeah, so they're, they're saying like right now we're still in stage one of like giving out to uh, really high risk people, people work in hospitals, high super high risk, um, and like 65 and older people. So, um, like it's, it's like, we're way behind on that. So I, I'm going to, they're hoping by the end of the month, I think by in the next couple of weeks of getting, uh, those people that stage one done. So I feel like by then, I don't, know. I don't know. It's a weird thing where it's like, and it's, it's weird. I was, I was like, I was telling some other people at my second job about it and like, and like a couple other people in general too. And it's like, they were like upset with me about it. I'm like, it's like, well, I feel like I should get it for you. I'm like, I, I, okay. I, I don't, I mean, it's like tell your, cause, cause their job, I'm like, well, fucking talk to your company about it. That's not my, I don't know. It's a weird thing where it's like, Very people true. are like guilty me, like guilt trip me about it. And I'm guilty like, I'm like, yeah, I was just like, there are like people were like, most of the people were like I've, I've talked to were like, were like upset about it. I'm like, like, and like got upset. I don't, I don't think they're really mad at me, but they're just upset about it. But it's like, they're kind of taking it like out on me. But I don't know, it was a weird thing. Cause I was, just, I was like, I was just kind of frustrated. Where I'm just like, like, yeah, I mean, I feel guilty about it. Cause I know those people need more than I do. Um, but it's like, it's not, I didn't fucking, it's like my job gave me this opportunity. I didn't like, I'm not fucking running like someone they're about to put the needle in some 73 year old woman with cancer. And I'm like jumping in front of her. Like I'm jumping from a bullet. So they put the fucking needle in my arm. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel guilty and I, I don't want, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to fucking, uh, I'm not trying to be, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be cold hearted by that. I'm, I, you know, that was, it was a, it was a bad joke, but, uh, I don't know. I just, it was weird. Like I was just kind of like the, when I told, like my, I told my family, my, you know, my family was really happy for me. My sister, especially because she had COVID, uh, she's a nurse and on the COVID floor at, at a hospital. Um, and she was like super excited for me and stuff. And she's, uh, she, I actually thought she had the vaccine. I was telling her about it. She's like, no, she couldn't get the vaccine for like 90 days. Uh, so she's getting the vaccine this week, I think, or next week, uh, because she got it at the end, uh, in mid December. So they have to wait for like the, um, I can't think of the word, but basically like not the immunity, but like you, you, the antibody, the antibodies, uh, to kind of like flush right. out, basically kind of like, I guess, flush out your system. I don't know what the medical term is for it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was really weird. Uh, so hopefully I'm hoping to be able to get one of those here soon, but like I said, I'm not trying to jump the line, but, uh, you know, anyways, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, it was kind of exciting. I thought I'd share, but, uh, I do real fast before we, we get into the, uh, uh, getting caboodle of this, uh, show, uh, mentioned we're we're live streaming this on twitch right now if you are um if you are watching thank you uh if, and also if you if you are watching uh hit the big follow button for us please uh if you're not watching this if uh you're listening to the podcast for the audio version of the visual or you're watching the visual version on youtube go to drunk dash nerds uh, or twitch.tv slash drunk nerds podcast uh big, give us a big follow over there we're trying to get us to we're um what is that called like not partner but like um what was it called when you're like you people could subscribe to you and like shit like that. I can't remember what it's called, but like uh, you have to do so much. You have to like stream so many hours a month 
stream so many different days. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's basically getting like uh, partnered and. Yeah, well, there's like two yeah. levels. There's like partnered, which is like the big level, and then there's like another one where you can. Uh, it's like people can subscri- subscribe to you, but you're not like official partner of Twitch. But uh, you know, at least get there. I don't. I mean, that's that's big level stuff. Um, look into the details later. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking at it, but anyways, uh, you know, come on there, check it out, follow us. You know, we need. Uh, we're we're pretty good at hitting. Uh, there's like four targets you gotta hit. We hit two. We hit, we hit two last month. Uh, and we've only been doing this for probably like six weeks now, but we hit two last month. Uh, the the time streamed and the day streamed. Uh, we were fairly close on the average viewers. You gotta average like so many viewers uh, per stream, and then you have to have follow like 50 followers. So I think we're at like we have like 18. I think so. Uh, get, help us get us there. We really appreciate it, and then, you know, all the, everything will go up. So, do all that, and also, um, Gables and I. If you didn't know, we did our Game of the Generation podcast uh, last month after we did a normal show. It was supposed to be a mini episode we were supposed to do before we did the big episode, and ended up doing a full like hour and forty minute show. Um, that's just how we are. But uh, yeah, no, um, if you want to watch, the, we, we we stream the whole thing on Twitch. But if you want, I put the whole. Three like three hour and fifteen minute stream. It's up on our YouTube channel, YouTube dot uh, slash Drunk Nerds. I believe is how you find us on there. Just go to YouTube and look up Drunk Nerds. Give us a big subscribe. Go on there and check it out. Like it, uh, comment, share it, please. Um, but if uh, if you want to watch the whole thing, the whole we did twenty five. We did our top twenty five list. Uh, the whole thing is on there. Um, you can watch it all at once, or well, let me break it up however you want to. Or I broke it up into five individual episodes for the audio part. So every Thursday morning, I believe at like seven Pacific time, it's gonna be coming out uh, every Thursday morning, and it works out. There's five Thursdays in the month of March, and there's five parts, and each one's like about forty minutes, give or take. So not a full length episode. It's kind of a little mini show in the middle of the week for you guys if if you're not gonna watch the uh, the full show or didn't watch it live or whatever. So just want to keep that out there. We'll be doing our normal shows every week, every Sunday night. We'll be doing our normal shows on top of that, but as a little fun little thing for you guys in the middle of the, of the week. We got that for you, but Gables, let's get the part. Let's get the, let's get to the reason why we're here. Why we're here? Talk about video games. Um, All right. Do you want to do the news, or do you want to do what we've been playing first? You know what? Let's go forth and let's go into the news first. Okay, cool. Uh, not a big news week. Uh, you know, we, the last few weeks we've been kind of spoiled with news. We have one kind of big news here. Uh, it's been something we've been talking about. I was thinking about this today actually when I was uh, putting the show notes together, and I'm like, man, we were talking about the Switch Pro before. Right after, not too long after the Switch was officially revealed, and that January presentation, like um, like six weeks before it came out, like people, yeah. we were talking about the Switch Pro, and we were referring to it as a Switch Pro. It's like, oh, they're gonna have a Switch Pro here in the middle, and we've been talking about it ever since. And there's been leaks and rumors and stuff like that about what it's gonna be and what it's gonna look like. Well, this, uh, so Bloomberg came out with a report uh, earlier this week here with um, uh, this is the headline here: Nintendo playing uh, playing Switch model with bigger Samsung OLED dis- OLED display. So I'm just going to read some bits of the article here. So um, Nintendo plans to unveil its model of its Switch gaming console equipped with a bigger Samsung OLED display this this year, hoping this larger touchscreen could prop up demand in the time for the holidays. Um, Samsung uh, display company will start mass production of a 7-inch 720p resolution OLED uh, panels as early as June with an initial monthly target of just under a million units. Um, uh he said the people who have asked not to be identified discussing internal mounts, obviously displays are slated for a shipment to assemblers around July. And the people said um, representatives for Nintendo and Samsung display to, to decline to comment, obviously, as they always do. Um, 
Nintendo seeks to sustain a Switch lineup that continues to sell well against the Xbox and the PlayStation thanks to a pandemic-era breakout. It's like Animal Cross, Crossing in a chip uh, chip crunch that's plagued supply of rival uh, devices, but the gadget is now in its fifth year, while Microsoft and Sony have new, more powerful uh, consoles in the market. Uh, so coming out, basically coming out of this is like, and it's like uh, the uh, president of the company of Nintendo, he, uh, sure, I can, I can never say his first name, Shantaro Furukawa. Um, I, I don't know how to say his first name, uh, but he said in February that there's no plans to announce a new Switch anytime soon. But we know we, we said before, but with directs anything, Nintendo lies all the time. Like I remember, yeah. uh, it was funny actually. Like uh, I was listening to, um, I think it was Nintendo Voicecast, the IGN Nintendo podcast, like a month ago, yes. and they were uh, Brian Altano uh, was talking about, and Peter Schneider were talking about how like. Uh, I think it was red. They were had, they were and like a like a little not like a, a behind the scenes press conference. You right, buddy? Okay, sorry. Uh, but they, they were having a beside behind the scenes like press conference thing when like Reggie was literally showing them. I believe it was the uh, 3ds XL. It's either the 3ds or XL or the new 2ds, whatever. I can't remember what it was. And they showed it to him, and then like two days later, like a rumor came out. Uh, about uh, they were going to be unveiling a new 3ds, and Nintendo came out and said we, there is no there are no plans of a of a, a new 3ds model, and it's like, oh, like so like you've shown behind this like they literally were showing them, and then like two weeks later they announced the new the new uh, uh, model. So it's like I mean I guess technically yeah they didn't unveil because uh, like, I think it was a 2ds because I think like that was the argument was like well technically they didn't unveil a new 3ds model they they announced the 2ds. So it's like, and we had the direct. We had the direct last month, and they said they're only going to talk about the first six months of the year, and then they were announced multiple 2022 games and games the second half of the year. So I don't know. I mean, it's centralized. So uh, and then also, anytime soon, what does that mean? Does that mean is two days from now too soon? Is that is that, is that soon or is that is that far enough? Away? I don't know. Anyways, um, did you give him his ice cream? Anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. I mean. I mean, this is something we've been talking about for a while. And it's just, it's always been a. It's not if. It's a matter of when we get the new Switch Pro. What, what's your thoughts on the, uh, uh, on the potential of this rumor? And I mean, like the coming this year. Very likely that this thing would be coming this year. I would feel because not only are we getting info informations in terms of the, the screen details, but also in terms of the company that's going to be supplying a lot of the various parts, and also. It does make a lot of sense why Nintendo would go through and say no, not to divulge anything at this time. I mean, I kind of akin it to, say, like an NFL GM, or less, and like just hyping up a player, or, you know, like a quarterback, or this or that, you know, and just say, oh, hey, he's a vital part of our team. We're not going to do anything else right there. And all of a sudden, a week later, you can straight it off to some other team. Yeah. This is quintessentially the same thing what Nintendo is doing. It's it's sort of like a basic sort of co- corporate thing so that the stockholders are going to like, uh, or even not just the stockholders, like fans of it. It's like, hey, you know what? We got this product here and there that are coming out, like these bundles for the Monster Hunter like Rise. And then like uh, even before that, you know, the bundle stuff for uh, that, uh, the blue and red one, the Mario. Oh, the Mario, one. the 35 one? Yeah. Yes. So they have like two Switch SKUs that they're going through and advertising. and they're going to be released on market. Of course, you're not going to tell the customers that there's going to be a Switch Pro coming out because that undermines the entirety of the SKUs that they're going to be putting out on the market itself. So 
with that in mind, alongside the parts and stuff, I really believe that, yeah, they are going to go forth. Nintendo's going to release, like, a Switch Pro towards the end of the year. Because, apparently, this is going to be something that's going to be going into production around June. And, honestly, that's going to be matching right in time to either a November, like, October or November launch. So, this is going to be, like part of a maybe like a big holiday thing alongside of potentially a like say with pokemon or maybe even with like breath of the wild 2 if that thing does get announced for yeah. this year or early for the next year but uh in a philosophical sense yes it would make sense for nintendo right now to go forth and have like a mid-generation refresh in that regards they've done it traditionally with their handhelds with the ds with the 3DS, more especially, even more so with the 3DS, going from the original model to a Switch like uh, light in that regards, and like a new 3DS. And they had like that. five different 3DSs. Absolutely, it's they did. Switch they had new uh, Switch X or uh, 3DS, 3DS XL, new 3DS, new 3DS XL, 2DS. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they did have that as well. Yeah, the 2DS as well. But, uh, yeah, different SKUs, different types of models and stuff. And not just the 2DS, but they actually had, like, a the clamshell thing where it didn't even have the 3D thing in it. And yeah. it looked like a normal 3DS XL. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so they had multiple types of products for multiple needs of the consumer. And the Switch is definitely evolving into be sort of similar to what they have with the 3DS. Traditional Switch, Switch Lite. And now if they go through with, like, a Switch Pro or a bigger screen handheld with an up thing to about 4K or whatsoever possible in the dock with a whole screen infrastructure of what potentially Samsung is supplying them, then yes, this would make sense. End of the year, have that all have that all in place to contend against the sales of the PS5 and Xbox Series X. And regardless of what they say, they are competing for the, for the tension of that. Yeah. So yeah, I do believe it's going to be an end of the year thing. Yeah. Um, same here. Uh, I mean, in, like uh, I was just talking about, like even the example about well, what Brian Altano gave about uh, them lying about that about the 3DS model or whatever. And it's like we saw this in 2019. We talked about in 2019 where there was that rumor of a of a Switch Lite coming uh, in, at the end of the year, and Nintendo came out and said, "There's no, there's we're not we're not revealing we're not there's no new Switch coming out this year." And then not only do we get the Switch Lite, but we got the the updated uh, Switch with the battery battery with the better battery. So we got two Switch models that year. Unknownest to us, Nintendo upgraded the battery inside the original Switch yeah. without even divulging any of the details. We found out through people buying the Switches, actually seeing the infrastructure and what was inside the devices in and of itself and yeah. it was different than the traditional one. Yeah, which which happens. I mean, most most consoles like over time they learn what works better and they find little ways to make them make the older the you know like there was you know when you buy a game or a console at launch, you get the most expensive worst version of it. You know, that's just right. that's what it is. Uh and that's the chance that we take. But uh yeah, I'm 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 all, I'm you know, this is something I've talked about before. I love this idea. I'm hoping I mean I bought the Pro. I bought the Xbox One X. I bought I bought the uh, 3DS XL after I bought the 3DS. And then a year and a half later, I bought a 3DS XL. You know, so I'm 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 that guy that they will rebuy it. And it's just like, 
you know, I thought about this a few weeks ago when um, I was talking about, I brought it up, or maybe it was a week ago, where, you know, I was talking about uh, Age of Calamity, the Hyrule Warriors game that came out. And that game runs like garbage on that fucking console. And, like, yes. it, we're just over, we're just under four years in. And like, even, like, Breath of the Wild, like, tr- struggled to hit 30 frames per second um, at some points. Uh, most, I mean, don't worry, really the game, beautiful, runs great, but there's times where that frame rate drops. Um, and quite noticeably, and like Age of Calamity, I don't think that thing ever hit 30 frames per second. Um, so, and, you know, so the, and we just saw the, uh, the Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, Arceus, right? Did I say it? Or Arceus? Let's see. Arceus. Arceus? Okay. Uh, we just, yeah. uh, I, I keep thinking of Treyas and that's why I get that. But, uh, yeah, I understand. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, we were talking about last week where it's like, was that last week? I don't fucking know. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, it was last week. Um, about that game, there's I don't see how that game's gonna run on a. I mean, it'll run on a Switch, but I'm like that game's gonna fucking that's gonna be a Switch Pro, like or whatever it's gonna call Super Switch, whatever you want to call it. Um, that thing's gonna be like a showpiece for the next the next Switch, uh, and and you got to think Breath of the Wild too. That's gonna be a showpiece. Like, you know, they're gonna want right. to. And I was thinking about you know like the Switch Lite. That's a that came out in September. That launched with the Link's Awake a Link's Awakening remake. So I'm like. I was thinking, I'm like, maybe like Nintendo is like they just kind of do what they want and they succeed and it works for, works out for them, pretty much 99 percent of the time. It's like they don't have to release this in November. I was thinking, I'm like, fuck, they can put the new Pokemon uh, Shining Diamond and uh, uh, Dribbling uh, Pearl, whatever it was called, Phil Jackson's Dribbling Basketball Pearl um, Triangle That's Offense. Better, honestly, <laughs> I just want that. That's like Shining Diamond, <laughs> Brilliant Pearl, but it's like <laughs> the third, the the Crystal or whatever it's going to be of. Of that generation is Phil Jackson. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, it's like they can they can put that in November, and if say assume Breath of the Wild two launches with this thing, they could put that in September if they want to. It's like we're you know it's just like and uh, Microsoft last year was gonna for for COVID the plan was to bring the Xbox One X and release it in August, and then put the Xbox One a series I'm sorry Xbox Series X release release that last August. And then put the series or put the series S out in November, so that way they'd have a head start on PS5, get the most powerful one out there, and then get that big huge first wave out, first couple waves out, and then we get that holiday push. You know, they'd be in a better better position. Obviously, pandemics and semiconductors, all that. You know, much like everything else in the world, do that for a loop. But um, it's like we're we it's just, it's something we've, we've seen over the course. We've been doing the show for nearly eight years now, which is. Something else I was thinking about as I was editing the Game of the Generation podcast. We've been around long enough that we've done two of those fucking lists now. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> we, something we've, we've seen and we've talked about in the past about how, you know, it used to be like you'd have games come out in, from like end of February to like early April. Nothing until you'd have E3 and then maybe you get some cool indie smaller games out until fucking Madden came out at the end of, uh, end of August. And then you get an onslaught until Thanksgiving and it was dead. And that was just right. pretty much how it was. That's just how gaming worked for 25 years at that point. And now we've seen, you know, fucking games come out in July, June, August, fucking at the 13th month of the year. We're just making up fucking dates as we run along here now. And the shit just sells, especially Nintendo. Like, their shit just sells. So they can just put a game out whenever they want to. And it's like, and we've seen that. Their games, people w- will flock to what they do, and they will sell. Um, and it, for the big three, really, but, I mean, especially Nintendo. Like, they can, I mean, they're the kings of the shit right now. Um, so I, I, I don't know, maybe that's wishful thinking. Where I'm hoping, like, fucking just put this thing out, 
see as possible put some separation between these big games you got because i mean like i know like Poke- this pokemon drilling diamond and pokemon phil jackson are a um full-fledged sorry <laughs> i just can't get it out of my head now just pokemon phil jackson Bill i just and my, yeah, like... <laughs> bill belichick and phil jackson which one are you gonna get <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Ch- Bill Belichick is like one of the ones got fucking Tom Brady as a professor, and the other ones got fucking. Oh, I want to know who the starters are in this Bill Belichick model. It's like oh we, we got we got uh, Willis McGahee, fucking. Uh, no. Uh, uh, no, man, it's like if you have like Pokemon like Bill Belichick, man, you got to have at least like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's your uh, rival, no? And like freaking like. This. No, I, those those are gym leaders. <laughs> I, I want like I want like Judy, I want my I want like my starters to be like Julian Edelman and fucking Wes Walker and shit like just the the five foot ten uh, slot white receivers that like some reason Bill Belichick like God he just he's really good at finding five foot nine white white dudes that can run really fast he's the king of it like it's, it's ridiculous like Jackson and stuff yeah. like that where it's like you have a whole slew of all these gym leaders or something like that in the end. <laughs> The end game is like a battle against Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's that's that, that's the that, the final <laughs> the final four is the Bad Boy Pistons, the Showtime Lakers. <laughs> just, oh my uh, god, that'd be great. I'm all for it. Wow, man, we should we should Nintendo call us. We got ideas. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. Puts you know because like the ten, Pokemon and full fledged Zelda and 3D Mario's. Those are the three biggest franchises that Mario or that Nintendo has as far as sales. Those are the ones that will sell the bounty. Well, I guess that's not true because Animal Crossing and Mario Kart. But as far as like notoriety, those are the big ones. Like I think that get the most fan, the most people hyped. Like uh, as far as like the the, the fans go, um, those are usually the best ones of the generation. And like you, you, you we're talking about, we're gonna have you know Drilling Diamond and uh, Shining Bill Pelcheck as our uh, our games, and then we're we got another one coming. We got another Pokemon in the spring, and then possibly Breath of the Wild. And they're like separate them out. I'm thinking. So you can put fucking Breath of the Wild out in September and do just fine. Get it away from. I mean, it's gonna do well no matter where you put it. But it's like, why put it in November when you know when you can put Pokemon there? And then also you got fucking Call of Duty. Every all the big shit comes out in November, late October. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just kind of in like I was. I was kind of racking my brain about it. You know, today maybe a lot of it's like, you kind of get that little. You kind of talk yourself in some arguments, shit like that. But it's like, I don't know. I I I'm all in for this rumor. I hope it is. And I'm I'm thinking about like price point. I'm like I'm thinking. I'm wondering if like. They're going to kind of do what we saw from this last generation with the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro, where it's like they came out at the same price as the previous version was, and they just lowered the price of that one. So it's like what the Xbox One was 500 and then they dropped that price, and then they put out the Xbox One X for 500 PS4 Pro uh, was uh, came out for 400 and they dropped the price of the base PS4 from 400 I think, to 300 So I, I can see them doing the same thing where it's it's 300 bucks or maybe even push up 350 because i mean it's gonna sell at 350 the thing's gonna sell out and the fact we're talking about they're gonna be making almost a million a month uh starting in june hopefully i hope they're shooting wow. for nearly a million a month um which is awesome and i was saying about you if it comes out in november that's that we're talking probably five million four million at that point um that's pretty good um i think like the ps4 uh, um, or ps5 sold about 5.5 in, uh last in like the last year so they probably put it at the same point give or take um, which wouldn't be bad. Um, I, guess, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but, but I guess it's a brand. Uh, PS5 is a brand new console. This is an upgrade of current console. But anyways, uh, I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm hoping they don't do like, so 3DS ran into some issues. I think where like, there was, there's only a couple exclusive 3D, new 3DS games that came out, but there was a lot of games towards the end of that, that console light that were, or that handheld where some of those games ran like shit 
on a base PR three 3ds. Or I remember like Hyrule right. Warriors got ported over to uh, 3ds, and it was uh, from what I was hearing about it was everybody said on 3ds it was unplayable, and if you wanted to actually be able to play the game, you had to have the new 3ds or the 2ds. Like that was and that, that's like, and there was a couple other I think like Yoshi, pretty much like a, a lot of the Wii U ports were just ported badly to um, the the base 3ds and stuff like that. So yeah, in terms of infrastructure. The frame rate, the processing power, that was part of the reason why those versions were so gimped. Yeah. In comparison to, say, like the 2DS introduction, the new 3DS XL and stuff, where the processing speeds were higher in that regard, the CPU speed was quicker, yeah. was faster, was stronger in terms of comparison. And it's, in hindsight, in like uh, looking back upon it, it was definitely a dumb decision I felt like on Nintendo to like have those particular versions running on the original systems themselves I mean they could have easily have slapped it like say okay this runs best on this and that you know instead of like having the original because they lost point that people still had the original 3DS (laughs) they were still playing yeah but I could see them why they wouldn't want to do it when you you talk about how many how many new 3DS's were out there compared to 3DS's and it's like right now you're, we're thinking about like there's going to be, I think there's over 80 million switches at this point. I, don't remember these. I know it's over 80 at this point, less than 90 over 80. Uh, so it's like you don't want to come out and put Breath of the Wild 2 exclusively on the new Switch. That would be chaotic. Or even you maybe you could put like True. some smaller games on there to kind of show the power of it. Kind of like some like kind of like a testing, like a like a snipper clips kind of thing. But like showing some other shit off to, more to it. Like not one, two Switch though. Don't do that. Please don't do Nobody wants that. <laughs> but um Unless they call it three four switch, then I'm all in for it. Actually, uh, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm all in for this. I hope it's I hope it's cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what, what's your thoughts about price point? Like, what, are you thinking? I mean, it's hard to talk about because we don't know what it looks like. We are we have an idea what it's going to look like, uh, but we don't really know too many details about it. But are you thinking the three hundred? Are you thinking three fifty or more? So what we're talking about right here is a. Potentially larger handheld with a durable screen that is OLED, rumored that would be a better quality in terms of what the LCD stuff, the LED stuff we got for the Switch currently, plus a dock that potentially would up-res to 4K. I could see this running around, I want to say around $400. Ugh, I don't see that, because that's, that's their big thing, man. Like, I think 400 I mean, they can do it, and they'll probably get away with it. But I mean, I think from the hardcore side point, but it's like the 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 best part about the, I mean, this is something I ran into with the 3DS where that thing came out two what was it, like two seventy or something like that. Mm. It was way overpriced and it sold terribly to the point they had to like make up make do a make good for people that bought it at launch and give a bunch of free games and stuff. True, and it came out true, with no games, but, but at the same time, I mean, that was during that 3DS's launch where there really wasn't too many decent games yeah. sold alongside of it, but. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from in terms of the launch perspective and how the price can affect the sales in that regards. With the, the 3DS during that price, that during that time frame, $250 for that handheld alongside not having a good strong launch, the declining sales, and then having a couple of games sprinkle in for that first year that actually helped on top of Nintendo just doing a quick price cut and doing a lot of other stuff. But the difference between that as opposed to with a what we have right here if they go forth with a new nintendo switch pro 
they could have technically that option to where they could have like a $400 switch stuff on top of the options being, okay, you have the base switch right here, which is like a 300 thing. Then you have the 200 here for the new, like, uh, switch light. New, oh yeah, for the switch light. Thank you. I'm trying to wrestle with the term. So you basically have like the entry level option. You have the moderate end of the road and stuff, the standard affair. Then you have the premium product where it's like you have this, it has these type of products. It has this and that you could potentially bundle a game. I mean, they haven't, in regards to their Switch bundles when they first initially launched, but there are definitely certain themes that they have been potentially doing, but I could see people going through, if, you know, for Nintendo products, $400 is not going to be too much of an issue for some gamers going through and getting their hands on this product. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I, what I kind of feel like. I, I just, I'm just thinking about like I think they've kind of learned their lesson on prices, where like with the, with the 3ds that kind of came out. I mean, yeah, it didn't have the greatest launch uh, lineup or window, um, but you know, it, it typically, you know, I, mean, I mean, eventually it, it worked out. But then they dropped that price point and that helped. That you know, that was a big boom for them. But I was thinking about like the Wii U that came out for 400 bucks and that was a that was a flop. And, you know, I know the Nintendo wasn't a great, it wasn't the best point by the time the Wii U came out. But, um, I mean, that, I mean, and especially now we have the Xbox Series S that you can get that for 300 bucks. So people were like, oh, I can get this upgraded switch that I already have when I already have a switch. Or I can jump into the new generation and get an, an Xbox One S or Xbox Series S. God damn it. I hate Xbox. <laughs> Nintendo's not much better with the new 3DS and the 2DS and the XL. God, we we need to get PlayStation perfected it. It's just one, two, three, four, five. Just I don't know. Like, anyways, and and then there's a pro. I don't I don't know. just I don't know. Whatever. I I I kind of like the idea of a super switch. I like that name. Like I just wish, I just wish they would just kind of like we we always everybody looks back fondly at the at the Super Nintendo and all that. And it's like most people, a lot of people's favorite. It's just 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 call it, when you when you do an upgrade to a, a console, just call it Super whatever. You know, just do that. Just call it Super whatever. Super Super Switch, I don't know. Super Super, you know. Don't call it the Wii U. Call it the Super Wii. I don't know or Super fucking <laughs> Super Wii. <laughs> I don't know or whatever. I don't know. Just change it up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm all on board about this. I hope they'll probably do something stupid that'll irritate me. But it's because it's Nintendo and I love them and they irritate the fucking on me. Uh, but I still love them. Anyways, I'm, I'm like I'm, it's like an abusive relationship. I just keep going back to them. Um, but then they they give me what I want, and then like uh, they they the promise they change, they give me nine tenths of it. But then that last tenth, I'm like, you fucks, you fucks, God, where's where's my goddamn dribbling Phil Jackson and shiny Phil Belichick? Not where you need it. But uh, anyways, Gables, moving on to some uh, other other stuff here. This is stuff we didn't get, we didn't have time to get to last week. Um, that I want to talk about here. So we we mentioned this a few weeks ago that uh, EA was going to decide the fate of Anthem. Uh few weeks ago and they had like a little a meeting about it and kind of the future and they came out and they said that anthem next is essentially canceled uh anthem 2.0 whatever you want to call it uh they're halting production on it um and the, the, they're not going to shut down the servers you can still play it but there's going to be no more updates or anything new content nothing added to it uh and they just said that basically kind of what they, they did they announced anthem next and then obviously covid happened pushed a lot of that shit out and then um yeah, here we are. I mean, they act, well, so uh, they announced it in February of 2020. They announced the Anthem Next. 
and then obviously march everything with the shit. So, um, so yeah, they're they're no longer, you know, Anthem's dead pretty much at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't have too much to say on it. It's something we we kind of we we kind of talked about where it's like, I feel it's, it's probably best because I, I feel like uh, I heard um, Paris Lily who's on the uh, uh, Gamer Tag Radio. Radio. Thank you. He he said I think he said it best where it's like the the worst thing about if you're a live service game the worst thing that can happen to you is nobody's talking about you where it's like people are, are talking about we have our, our we're gonna get the Marvel Avengers later but it's like a lot of people are talking about Marvel Avengers not both of the positive but people are talking about because that means they're interested in it you know Destiny same thing with Destiny there was a lot of people that were upset when that game launched even Destiny two and that launched and then you still hear people talk about I mean they changed they're able to change the story. And change around, people love it, and they're still talking about it because they love it. Division, same thing. Yes. Um, you know, it's like whether I mean, it's better to be talked about negatively uh, in a frustrating way than not be talked about at all. And like that's the way Anthem was, where it's like if that game came out and there was like ah, you know, there's that normal bitching phase when, when these live service games come out, they don't they don't come out well, and then just like no one cared. And then they announced Anthem next, yeah. and there was like a little bit of buzz there, and then nobody cared. And then there was there was this rumor a few weeks ago, and then oh, well I guess we'll hear soon. And then now it's dead, and it's like okay, well whatever. Uh, so I mean, what's what's your thoughts about the, the about them killing uh, Anthem? Not surprised. That is the that's actually the biggest reaction I could come up with in that regards because uh, it had a rocky road, the rocky launch, a lot of negative press surrounding it. And it doesn't really, like, uh, surprise me that it is now going through and just being cut upon to move enough to something else. Because it basically had a... It definitely had a myriad of issues, and it didn't help the fact that COVID pretty much pushed this thing over the edge to where it is just flatlined. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's got to be let go in order to just... You know, take it up the whole shed, you know, and then just do whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take it out. It's old LDLer. I mean, it's really bad. It's 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 funny actually for me too, where it's like, this is the game where like it kind of taught me to like be smarter about my game purchases. Where like I would just pre-order like pretty much any game I was moderately interested in, I just buy it and I buy them digitally. And this was like the one where I bought. And I bought it launch day, and you know, I didn't, I didn't even play it. It was this and Days Gone were the two big ones that came out like within like like six weeks of each other, and I was just like, didn't play them forever, and then I played them and I'm like I don't, I don't like these games, that kind of thing. It's like that's that kind of taught me where if I'm gonna pre-order a game, that's not Skyrim for That's because I, I fucking made a promise to Justin. God damn it. But anyways, um, you know, is these are games I'm gonna be really interested. If I'm gonna buy them day one, I'm I'm really interested in these games. I'm really excited for them, and I think it's just kind of a learning situation. I wonder how this is gonna, you know, I mean. This is gonna be like a thing that's gonna kind of hurt the future of live service games. But I guess not really because this came out a year and a half ago, over a year, two two years ago. Jesus Christ! At this point, it was two years ago. Yeah, yes. and I mean we're we're seeing this right now with uh, uh, Marvel's Avengers. But I want to speaking of Marvel's Avengers, uh, so another game, get live service game that came out. Um, this game was like uh, Square Enix surprisingly, it's like it, like lost like seventy million dollars uh, at this point. Like there's still seventy million to hold in this game. And then all these, like, this whole, they had a roadmap. They were one of the few games that came out with, the, like, they announced a roadmap. And, um, like, they were going to, like, there was going to be, I think, like, it was uh, Kate Bishop in October. Uh, the game came out in September. Uh, October, they have Kate Bishop. 
November, they're going to have Hawkeye. December, they're going to have some new content. And they had like a whole roadmap kind of planned out for how they're going to do it. So, and then came out, and then Kate Pushup came out in like December instead. Um, and then like the, like the game came out and just seems like every live service game. seems like the, the Division 2 is the only one that's come out and done it right so far. Even that's kind of struggled a little bit. But, I mean, it seems like no, I haven't heard like a big backlash for that game like every other one. But, uh, anyways... Um, so what's coming out with, with, uh, with, uh, Marvel's Avengers is they're kind of changing the XP, XP grind where I guess, uh, and I, I only played it for a little bit. I, I, I really enjoyed the campaign until they got, until the live service stuff came into play and that kind of killed my fun of it. But, uh, a, a big, I guess a issue from people is that you level up too fast. But the thing I, from what I understand about like playing destiny and all that, like once you level up, that's like the beginning part of the game. And then after that, it's about raising your power level. Like you level up, unlock all the skills and then at that point that's where you that's where you get the that's like the power level which is more important than your your level level um so they said that i guess um so march 18th is when the ps they did like a, a marvel's event thing they do them every so often I can't remember what they're called it's like table something i think um and they announced that march 18th like, like hawkeye's coming out on then it's also the next generation consoles our next generation versions are coming out then uh but they announced that the uh as of on on March eighteenth, that uh, I mean, I'm just gonna read the article here. So I was trying, I had a part I was gonna read, but I can't find it right now. Uh, so it's coming to next gen consoles on March eighteenth, but also getting another change up to that date. It's going to take an even, it's gonna take even longer to reach the game's max character level because the uh, developer is increasing the XP XP requirement. Uh, according to the developer, the quick level ups and rapid XP gain was something it thought could be confusing for new players in part because. Each level required about the same amount of XP to progress through, rather than requiring more more for subsequent levels. Um, this is a quote here from the developers. This has led to a pacing issue, such as skill points currently being rewarded too fast, which may be confusing and overwhelming to newer players. We want to, uh, each decision to invest a, in a skill or heroic to be more meaningful. Uh, to help re, uh, reduce the amount of uh, progress players can make uh, quickly, the XP needed to advance in levels later in the game is being increased starting at uh, level 25. To conclude the post, the uh, developer recommends that anyone um, who has a character that isn't already level 50 uh, already level uh, level them up before the uh, the uh, update comes out on March 18th. So basically, hey, if you want to, uh, the, the new versions come out, the new stuff comes out March 18th, but if you want to just fucking do everything really fast and get it done before March 18th, do it now. <laughs> So it's like, so when March 18th comes, you have nothing to play. That's, that's basically what I got out of that. And they're like, hey, like the, the, the next generation comes out. The next gen consoles come out. Our uh, next gen updates come out on March 18th. Uh, but if you wanted to just do everything, and if you're waiting for that, don't. Um, because we're changing it all. If you want to if you want to get your shit up. Um, you know, I'm not a big live service guy. I, I, I got into like Destiny 1 playing with you guys. I played the same with Destiny 2. I, I played that actually by myself. I even went back to it at the end of last year and played some of the, the DLC and yeah, I'm not a big live service guy. Uh, I never really have been, but um, I, I heard a lot of people like mention same actually Paris Lily. Once again, he mentioned that uh, destiny Two went through this issue a few years ago when they did the same thing for newer players. They changed it, but that when they did that, they went to free to play and I yes. highly doubt Marvel Avengers is going to free to play. I don't think Marvel's is going to allow them and I don't think square Enix wants them to because they're already taking a bath on this fucking game. They probably want to try to get as many sales as possible, but um, I mean, Gables, as you being, you know, you I know you, your, most of your live service stuff is from Destiny too. But what's your overall thoughts on the uh, idea of them changing this level grind? All right, two things in that with respect. One, extending the 
amount of experience points inside of an RPG or even like a live service game in general is pretty controversial in terms of how you portray it. And it leads into the second thing that I was going to go through and mention in that regards, and that's the target of the end game. Now, an end game to a live service game is incredibly important because it determines whether or not you want to go through and stick with the game and it goes forth if the content is worthwhile or if the items or the loot that you want to try to earn is worthwhile for you to invest a lot of time into it so you can keep on playing it despite finishing up the single player or despite putting in so many hours of a grind. But in terms of Square, what they have done with terms of Marvel's Avengers and stuff is they've done it, I think, the terrible way, which is take out a lot of the stuff that was actually keeping people playing, keeping a lot of people playing during that early part, which was, hey, I'm earning this and that, you know, oh, wow, I'm getting this, this and that. And then all of a sudden, you know, certain pacing issues all the way up and towards the end so that certain players would be overpowered so much that towards the end of the end game and stuff, they would wouldn't have so much fun with it that could have also been remedied if they'd reworked their end game to where it was actually maybe more of the same of what it was initially instead of like what eventually what the end game would have become which i'm not sure how the end game of marvel's avengers was but from what i've heard from what i've seen it hasn't been readily as rewarding and retaining a lot of people in terms to who have played that game but in comparison to, say, like an end game of Destiny 2, in its current state, there is a lot you can go and do and accomplish that is worthwhile to keep your time invested. If you complete the single player stuff, if you go through and do the uh, main campaign things for like one character, you still have a whole bunch of stuff to do as an end game. Like, you have like two or three different expansions you can go through right now like say forsaken you can go through shadow keep you can go through beyond light and on top of that there are different types of clan stuff you can join and there are different types of missions that you can set yourself going on especially if you want to earn like exotic weapons or if you want to grind in the pvp stuff in terms of crucible gambit strikes vanguard strikes earning incredible amounts of loot on top of being rewarded consistently by putting in so much time. The reason why Bungie is now at that point with Destiny 2, I feel like that they have started to regain a lot of their player base as opposed and consistently have kept them throughout this entire portion as compared to what Marvel, not Marvel, what Marvel Avengers and stuff and what Square Enix has done with this game is they don't have a concrete way of retaining their consistent like uh, customers in order to keep them invested inside that time. Because they had a roadmap of what they wanted to go through and do, right? However, it was clear to me that this game was not ready to release inside of its current state because pacing issues, that's a problem. The, the whole solution that they did is definitely a problem because now more people come the 18th they are not going to want to invest inside the next generation things unless they have something more substantial in terms of an end game in order to invest inside because no one wants to play a live service game or any type of game for that matter where hey the experience points of some are going to be increased now after this next update because the developers claim that they want to 
even out the pacing where in large part they're adding more of a grind to what you have to do and a lot of people are not going to want to do an extra grind especially yeah. mm. if it's just monotonous shit grinding is the worst part of any video game the way you get past that is you make the thing the objective a player is doing so like maybe mindless fun or yeah. maybe like something in regards to they don't realize that they're grinding yeah exactly because of the way you portray it it's not grinding but at that it, point it doesn't feel like yeah it's, when you it doesn't feel when like you grinding. actively know you're grinding that's when it's the worst exactly the point when you know you're grinding and you know you have to battle a certain amount of enemies or you have to do a certain amount of inventory quests or collecting quests or other types of side quests to build up a level gauge in order to get to that next point so you can advance to the next mission it feels like a it feels like work it feels like a chore but if you're going through say if you're trying to get like certain classes done in a game and then all of a sudden you have so many things and you're just going through earning little bits of experience points here and there but yet you portray it instead of a combat way to where it feels incredibly fun to play but yet you're grinding to accomplish this levels you've done your job as a game developer but with marvel avengers i feel those two aspects in terms of the ex the terrible option of the increasing level grind and plus a terrible end game has quintessentially i feel like has screwed square enix in regards to what they are doing now what they do in the future if they can go through and salvage this live service game if they have to go free to play that may be one of the best options they gotta do with this because yeah. the one key one of the other key things about a live service game is like microtransactions for cosmetics through like worthwhile expansions through other types of fixes in terms of pacing in terms of gameplay stuff that's needed in order to keep it alive Bungie did it with Destiny 2 hell of a lot of changes hell of a lot of backlash that fans of that game had but yet a lot of people are still going back because the gameplay is fun characters are in characters lore everything else is great but uh that's pretty much my two cents on yeah it. no i mean i think you did a really good job on that where it's like yeah i was thinking about that where i mean marvel uh, marvel avengers is, in a, is a good spot because it's fucking marvel and it's, it's the fucking avengers so they have a big head a heads up on that where it's they're not creating their own game from the ground up they're not, it's not an anthem situation it's not a destiny where they can i mean it's like it's hard it's worse when they fail because it's like you are marvel and you are the avengers but it's like you are you come in with you know with with what we don't already you already got a 10 10 yard head start on this 40 yard dash amongst these these big games coming out and yeah i mean it's like i you know i played this game and i you know wanted to be um my problem is is i don't like life source games so much and that was a, that was the part that i was enjoying the game until it got to that part where like the, right because the first like four hours of the campaign you aren't it's it's just offline and then like that's the complaint from a lot of people is like actually from this game where it's like it feels like it was a regular they were making a normal game and then somewhere in development they decided to make a live service where it's like the the campaign is almost not built for live service and it's like it's the other stuff that's like the hives and all that shit that's built for the uh the live service part within multiplayer and everything um yeah i, I and i i wonder i i don't wonder if it's a case where like you know marvel and disney won't allow them to go free to play at least not for a while uh, especially, I mean, I could see Square Enix where they're hoping to get like a nice, 
Um, good. Ch- I, I I bet they're assuming they're gonna get a lot of people back on March 18th when the new when the new uh, updated versions come out. And then I think I think Hawkeye comes out on that date as well. Uh, I close the article. Um, but yeah, I, I and then they they've kind of given a little more of a roadmap as well. But it's like I don't know. I just I, and they they promised a lot for this game. They they promised like 20 characters to bring in. I mean, God knows how. I mean, like think about it, it's been. The game's been out for six months, and we've gotten one character, and they, I think there's like 15 more coming. Uh, you know, Black like Black Panther was supposed to be October, and then uh, that didn't happen. Obviously, uh, Chadwick Boseman passing away messed up that. But it's like they had like a whole like raid leak online, like leak into the servers, and Fran uh, Marabella from uh, IGN or formerly of IGN. I remember like I was watching a Twitch stream on one night because. Uh, I was, uh, I was I was just on here setting up the show, and before you hopped on, and I was just watching his Twitch stream uh, while I was setting up the show, and he was like, "Wait, what's what?" He was playing. This is when Marvel, like not too long after Marvel came out, and he was, he was, he found this like I think it was a raid or whatever it is. This whole new content thing, this whole new mission, was on the service. He was playing it, and he's like, "This isn't in the game." And he was already beating the game. He pretty much one hundred percent. He was just, you know, grinding out, getting getting more his levels up, and he's like. He played this whole thing, and this is something that's coming. I think it's coming soon. They gave a date for. I think it might be March 18th. I'm not sure. And it's like he played that back in like early October. He played through this thing, and he's like, "This is." And it came out, and it was like it accidentally got leaked on there for a little bit, and like some Black Panther stuff got leaked out on there as well. Uh, And this is before I believe Chadwick uh, passed away as well. Um, Oh wow! So it's like some like. Yeah, so I mean, this it seems like the shit for the most part has been done, or, or maybe it's not completely done, but I don't know. It's this has just been a weird launch where it's like you, this, and it came out remember September. It was like, it was the second best selling Marvel game, or yeah, Marvel game behind uh, Spider Man twenty eighteen. It's like, oh, and wow. this thing is taking a bath on as far as sales go, and who knows how much licensing and all that works out. But I don't know. It's it's just sad because it's. This game, I think, as this could this could have been a Lysers game that I probably could have gotten in, got into. Especially because I thought the camp, the story was really good with Miss Marvel, um, and just I wonder if it's one of those things where they are contractually obligated to put this game out by the end of twenty twenty because this game was supposed to come out in like it was like April or something, or it was like March and then it got moved to eight, it got moved to May, and then it got moved to September, and it came out in September and all that. I don't know. It's just. It's sad to see, and I hope I hope they can turn around because I mean, I would like to give it another chance, and you know, because it's like I I love Marvel. I'm, I'm rewatching the MC, MCU movies again um, right now because just there's nothing coming, there's nothing coming out anymore, uh, movie wise, and it's Plus, just like a lot of them are really fun to watch. Oh yeah, they're great, they're fantastic. I, I watched Spider Man Far From Home last night, fucking oh. so good. Oh my god, uh-huh. I, Disney Plus is uh is 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 awesome for that. Um, yeah, but uh, jumping back into EA. Here, uh, you know, I was going to talk about this. You know, I was going to move into this when we were talking about um, Anthem, but we, were t- we already were talking about Marvel, so I jumped into that. But jump back over to EA with uh, Dragon Age Four or whatever they're going to call it, uh, because of the Anthem flop, they have decided to kill the live service elements of Dragon Age Four, um, which uh, is awesome. Uh, so it's coming from Bloomberg again, once again here. Uh, EA. Uh, um, Considers Dragon Age 4 crucial to Bioware's success at the studio's two most recent games, Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda, received lukewarm responses uh, from critics and players alike. Um, on Wednesday, EA pulled the plug on all... This is the older article. So, on uh, Wednesday, EA pulled the plug on Anthem Next, 
uh, which was originally planned to have a major overhaul that would reignite the interest in the game alongside the cancellation. Uh, Bioware noted that it would it would need to laser focus on efforts as a studio on shrinking the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles, as well as continue support uh, supporting Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, EA uh, CEO Andrew Wilson, the robot himself, uh, and other key uh, executives uh, reportedly compared the critical and sale, uh, critical and sales success of single player uh, fall over to the flop of Anthem when it decided to shift focus on Dragon Age Four, a strictly single player RPG. Uh, back in 2018, Bioware told uh, Bioware, Bioware developers told Kotaku that Dragon Age Four could include uh, Anthem-like uh, life source components, adding that those elements wouldn't be essential to the experience. The idea was Anthem would be an online game that Dragon Age Four uh, or the Dragon Age and Mass Effect, while they may experiment with online portions, that's not what defines them as a franchise. Uh, I don't think you'll see us fully changing these franchises. So basically, the idea was that. Uh, Dragon Age and God, maybe even Mass Effect was essentially going to be like a, 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 a live service game, and because Anthem flopping and Fallen Order succeeding, um, they that just kind of changed the minds of uh, the top execs at EA, um, which I think for me, like I, I've seen a lot of people online, like this is awesome, this is great news, and it's just like, but we didn't really like we heard the yeah, others gonna be some, there might be some online, there might be some more. It wouldn't be an online like there was that stuff with Kotaku that it wasn't going to be, you know that they might do some games as a service type stuff, but it wouldn't be an online focused game. And then it's like, oh no, it actually was supposed to, but we didn't know that it was actually going to be a Lazarus game. And then and so it was like really weird. I'm like, oh, people are like, oh, this is awesome, this is incredible. And, I'm, and like, and then I'm just like, like wait, I'm like, wait a second, I'm raising my hand over here. I'm like, oh, we're all celebrating this, but I'm like, why was this going to be a fucking live service game in the first place? Who who thought like why did we think this was a good idea? Like we when are, when are we gonna learn? When is EA gonna learn? And apparently they finally learned. But it's like we've been bitching about this since like mid three sixty PS three generation with like especially like the big developers like EA especially where they they're shoehorning in fucking multiplayer into Dead Space two and like and yeah. more and like shit like that where like games were getting these uh, just shoehorned in multiplayer because single player games are dead. And so we, we continually time after time after like Bioshock 2 at it. Like time after time after time we were showing like these games with mu- multiplayer. Like we're doing just fine. And it's like it actually was hurting the game to put multiplayer in it. And it's like, my God, we are in 2021. And we like people still haven't learned the lesson that fucking single player games sell. I mean, my God, look at if you want to just look at, you know, not putting Nintendo into this, but you want to look at fucking the last generation of consoles. Look at any of the fucking PlayStation games that have been put out this last generation, I don't think any of them have a online focused uh, uh, anything. They might have an online element. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. But I'm like, those things sold massively well, and they're and they are, you know, PS4 exclusive games. Look at so many fantastic games we've had this last six seven years that are single player focused games, and they're so. And I know Madden and FIFA. They draw billions of dollars in revenue just off of fucking uh, the 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 not the loot boxes but card packs shit like that. But those are that's fucking Madden, that's FIFA, that's NFL, that's fucking FIFA. Two of the biggest goddamn fucking brands out there in anything, not just entertainment, just anything. Those that yeah, they're gonna do fucking really well. Not every goddamn game is gonna be. It's it's and this is something we see even in movies where it's like, I mean, I, I we were just talking about Marvel and the Marvel movies. I love the Marvel movies. We see so many times where like 
like it's like we gotta have a two hundred million dollar movie and it's gotta make a billion dollars in fucking theaters or it's a flop. And it's like I mean fucking Batman vs Superman came out made eight hundred million dollars in theaters and people were and they were disappointed. I'm like what the f- you made six hundred million dollars in fucking profit plus and you're like this is a this is a failure to you. I'm like, yeah, sure. It's like, I mean, it, it, you didn't make a good movie. That was your first problem. But also, you made four times more, if not more, what that movie you put into it. And you fucking complain. Uh, anyway, I can go on forever about this. But it's just like, we were seeing this, with, especially with Big Sisters. I get that. Like, that's the money movers. But it's like, you see like EA putting, with EA original stuff, like a way out. And we're um, uh, it takes two. Something I mentioned earlier. Game we're both looking forward yes. to later in the month. Well, those are money losers for them. They don't make any money off those. They just fucking... Help the developers out to make these fucking games, make these incredible games, and we see that shit. I mean, unfortunately, they give us those fucking other shitty games. I'm not going to talk about with the with the yarn. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I mean, Ubisoft. that was no, that was the EA originals. That was the that was the EA oh. one. You're uh, unraveled. Okay. God damn it! You made me say the fucking forbidden word on this fucking podcast. <laughs> um, we got two of those sons of bitches. Uh, but um, it's just it blows my mind where we are. And then, like, I know EA is getting better, and they've gotten better. I mean, you know, it's like I don't think they're as bad as they were, not as hated as they used to be. Um, it's just so frustrating when it's like you know, we we hear about, and it's like they're like the like we're like celebrating this idea of like, it, and it's so stupid that we have to celebrate this idea of like EA came out and like we're gonna let developers develop <laughs> their these games. We're no longer gonna like force them to use this engine that they built for that the Dice engine. I can't remember what it's called. Um, that they make everybody use. Um, like it, uh, that was a big, that was a Bioware has been struggling with this fucking, uh, engine since they were bought by EA with, with mass effect. And like, we saw a shitty mass effect and drama look when it came out. Um, uh, you look at like the need for speed games like that, like everything that like, it's been sh- like, they've shoehorned these developers to put like use like their games. Like those, those games have gotten worse ever since they made them use the battlefield. I can't remember what it's called, but it's the battlefield engine. Um, it's like in Star Wars wasn't forced to use that. Titanfall wasn't forced to use that. Um, and it's like those games are, I mean, I, I battlefront games were forced to use it, but like, um, like fallen order wasn't forced to use it. And it's like, we're just gonna let the, we're just gonna let these, these fucking, we buy all these great studios. And then we, we like, we buy this fucking round hole and we, we give them the square peg and they say, make it fit. And that's what they, we've seen them do. And we just watch these two things cling together as they try to fit this fucking square this square object into their round hole. And we've watched EA do that for 20 fucking years. And it's like, man, maybe we're getting somewhere now with these motherfuckers. But anyways, that's, uh, that's, uh, my Ted talk. Gable, what's your thoughts? <laughs> oh boy. You know what? The whole like, uh, acting like live service, sort of like multiplayer things for dragon age. I mean, yeah, that's a definitely a good thing. But at the same time, it's kind of like what you were touching upon before. The fact that they had plans initially to do life service, like microtransaction stuff inside of it, makes me... Actually, it made me kind of like concerned in that regards. Because it leaves me with the perspective of they're going to be cutting certain aspects of the story in order to split up into different types of expand no kind of like different types of like subsets or something like that let's say you know with dragon age inquisition a game that came out during the last like the ps4 and xbox one generation that was a huge like 100 hour plus rpg with everything else like that yeah and we're in my mind 
how EA could have possibly went with that type of a live service for that multiplayer thing initially. They could have just separated it into like chunks of like maybe five or six different parts and then just charge you maybe like $15 for expansion alongside any type of loot drops or something like that for cosmetic stuff for characters in your party or whatever the hell type of things. But then again, that's just something that EA has been pretty synonymous with now for a long time. And it's been way... And it even includes way back even when they tacked on multiplayer stuff to their single-player games, like you said before. But trying to think of anything else in regards to what else they could possibly may have, you know, what I could actually go through and add to this one. <laughs> and quite honestly, I think you pretty much summed it up well, but it just goes on to say that I'm glad that it's more focused upon what it should be, if anything else. And that is a massive single-player rich RPG which, with rich lore, with a lot of Bioware's strengths. And that's in terms of storytelling, and it's in terms of, like, gameplay stuff. That's what it should be. And quintessentially, Bioware cannot afford another big flop. Yeah. <clears throat> Mass Effect Andromeda, Anthem. Both of them shit the bed. You gotta hit something out of the park with Dragon Age. Yeah, I agree. And it's just, it makes you, like, I was we were talking about this. I, I, I was kind of talking about this back at the Game Awards from last year when they... Or like they were advertising that Dragon Age was in like going to be at they're going to have a Dragon Age trailer at the event and it was just like another teaser trailer essentially it's like you guys did a teaser trailer in 2018 and like this game was like you guys had to scrap this whole thing in 2016 and start all brand new on a Dragon Age 4 and it's like what well, like um no. or 2017 it's like you know start teaser from, trailer for a teaser trailer yeah and it's like two years in we're we're showing a, two years after we showed a teaser trailer we're showing another teaser trailer. And it's like it's so weird. I'm like, what the, what the fuck is going on? With it? I'm wondering if that's like what's going on with it. it. Was like, like, and this is something that maybe they were they were struggling. And that's something that sounded like they were struggling with this live service aspect of this game when it was going to be. And like, maybe that was the issue. Maybe that's why they are where they are in this thing. It's like I, I don't know. It's like on one hand, I can understand where like Dragon Age or like Bioware games, like the, the ones that we love, like the original Dragon Age and the the Mass Effect uh, one and two, um, and even three. But it's like those games are like. You you always have two people with you, so there's like, and I understand maybe why they thought it'd be a good idea, where it's like bringing into it, you know, just make those two AI characters and make them, you know, make them actual people that can join your party. But it's like the fun of the game is like the character, like they do a great job building these awesome characters and the, and the interactions with these cool characters, and you know, in the gameplay and the way it works, where you can, yeah, you know, uh, the, the 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 live action gameplay of it, not the live live service action action but controlling the like you you control one character but you can bounce around between the characters you want to and then or you can like pick one and then just you can create options and tell them what to do it's like they found a really great loop of how, of how making that work and making um you're you know, using your stuff together so it's like i mean could it work with live service yeah sure but it's like you you have a system that works people love and it's like and we've seen them struggle the last decade why Make man, why make it worse for them, especially. I mean, yeah. It's like I'm, I'm happy that it sounds like they came to their senses, and I, I feel like at this point now, or if like if Dragon Age and Mass Effect come out and they're not good, and like that just shows you like that we like no longer, but it also says that Bioware no longer has an excuse. Or like if these games come out and they're, I mean, not even if they're like if they're eight out of tens, I think we'll be happy. But it's like if these games come out and they're just 
forgettable games that came out are like bad, like an anthem where it's like, okay, Bioware is just not Bioware anymore. And that's, and it's like one of the things where it's like, uh, 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 it's a weird thing. Cause it's like, I'm happy cause Bioware has a chance now, but it's also like, it's scary where it's like, this, like this is the first real time where like, we're looking at, we're like, maybe Bioware is like, as a fan of Bioware, like you're loving them uh, two generations ago where it's like, man, maybe Bioware just doesn't have anymore. Maybe those people that were great in the 360 era are just gone. You know, I don't know. So I'll have to wait and see, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, going to wrap it up on the news part of it, Gables. Uh, moving on here to what we've been playing. I'm just going to go real fast because mine, mine's not going to take very long. Uh, I finished God of War. I just I, I replayed it. I replayed it. Beat it. Um, wonderful game. I just did. It took me like probably a little under 20 hours. I, I primarily just focused on the on the campaign. Guys, do a new game plus, and I just my, my pretty, I maxed out all my shit pretty much. Uh, uh, replaying like I had already had like top level gear and then well close to top level gear and then I finally have top level gear and I just maxed all that shit out and then maxed all my weapons out and I had all the best shit and just flew plowed through everybody um, but yeah that game is wonderful the the set pieces in that game are top notch the story is top notch the, the gameplay is top notch um, yeah, it's really good and I'm just kind of I, I started replaying Uncharted 4 Today I'm oh, only on chapter. There you go. I think I'm only on just chapter. I, I just beat chapter one, so I'm I'm still early on. But I'm just kind of like we're just kind of in that, that that area right now, like that area where it's just like there's you know we're kind of in that dead zone, you know, because just it's beginning of March and not a lot of shit's coming out. But uh, Gables, what have you been playing? All right, like I mentioned before earlier, I did go through and delete Fire Pro Wrestling World off of the PS4, but it was due to the fact that I want to play the game at a later date, more or less, when it came to when it comes to Extra Life this year, I want to go through and re-download it and see and play a little bit more of that. Because what I've been finding out and stuff is I pretty much burned myself out in regards to the whole aspect of the league mode. I didn't realize this until after I started another league that I could actually manipulate how long matches can actually go and CPU skips and stuff was actually there all along. Only I figured out how to go through and work it to where I can have all these different matches. I'll simulate and this and that. I got all the various champions established in regards to what I wanted to do. I finally finished a full league. And this is like with 31 characters as opposed to the 64 that I had initially. Right, and so I have Kazuchika Okada as like the IGWGP heavyweight champion, and then I have all the other like characters all done and organized. I've either established them through tournaments or over the top battle royal shit. I wasn't going to go through any type of major like uh, league stuff or any of that shit anytime soon, but uh, I'm didn't really play any more too much of like the uh, single player aspect I want to save that for a later date so after probably around 35 maybe 40 hours or so of the game in and of itself I played my fair share I love the gameplay I'm burnt out of the action right now and it's going to be back at a later date that being said it pretty much drove me to check out what was on my PS4 I started up the original Bioshock hmm. and that's a game that I had played briefly not too much into i have decided to uh play a little bit of the ps4 remaster right and so it's like i play a little bit of it 
I trying to get used to the whole aspect of the some of the different perks and stuff. I mean, I've played through that opening section for the original Bioshock, like at least a couple of different times, trying to get my footing and this and that. But this is the first time I've actually gotten the farthest I've ever been. I'm past like Doctor Stein, oh, okay, or whatever. Or Dr. Is Stein he the one whatsoever. you fight in the doctor's office? Yes. Okay. I think he's like pretty close to the beginning of the game. Yeah. It's like the first main portion of uh, Rapture and stuff like that that you get to go through. I'm having a fun time going through and hacking a lot of the different machines just for the hell of it. Mm. So it's like for some turrets, for some things like that, I'm finding it more difficult in some spots because there are some at, there are some situations where I've got where I want to hack these turrets and stuff like that, but I don't have that exact window where I can actually press the square button. It doesn't pop up, oh, okay. and so I can't hack them. But uh, I've done it to like security cameras, like the vending machines, health machines, and this and that. I love that because the mini game, the mini game I actually like. It's actually it's it's like one of the few games that has like a, a like a side like hacking mini game thing, and it's actually like really it's actually fun. It's good to play. Yeah, I forgot how much fun I had with that puzzle portion because you're trying to match these tiles, right? You unveil all these tiles, and you're supposed to match like the uh, liquid and stuff going through the tube, right? You have to go through the different types of. Uh, like uh, placements and stuff in order to get to the goal which is powering the machine right so that way you can get to reduce prices for products like for health power ups this and that playing through on normal I've had to use the the funds a couple different times I'm finding plasmids I'm actually saving a lot more on I'm a lot more of because I've been focusing on either the melee or even like the pistol sometimes I mean, I've got the uh, machine gun, I got the shotgun, and this and that. But uh, the perks I've gotten so far, I've got the incinerate perk. And there was, I was getting kind of confused at how they equipped some of the perks for like, not like not like for the plasmid stuff, but like for the other stuff, because hmm. it doesn't really, it's not really clear. I'm trying to figure that one out, but uh, play a bit of that. I have continued on from a game that I stopped playing almost a year ago last April Shadow of the Colossus Shadow of the Colossus when that came out on PS4 through Bluepoint remastering it I only beat four Colossi I continued on from my last save point for that game and I'm now have defeated in the span of at least a couple days the fifth colossi, all the way up to the twelfth colossi. Jesus, okay. That is the farthest I've ever been inside of this game, even dating back to when I first initially bought it on the PS2. Mm. Fun fact: first time I ever played Shadow of the Colossus was on the PlayStation Two. Discounted to twenty dollars. I waited for that thing to go on sale because I knew this game was a great game. Reviews, word of mouth, people loved it. I never got past the 10th Colossi. Hmm. And that was because there was one Colossi that was the biggest pain in the ass. And that was the one underneath inside of a cave that was sort of like a sand shark. Kind of like going through like a sand serpent. Yeah. It took me... It took me until 2019 to figure out, hey, I have to have this monster hit these walls in order for the thing to stun it and I can climb on it you know and this and that but uh, 
going through the fifth colossi all the way up to around the ninth interesting experience to say the least i mean the ninth colossi the whole serpent stuff i love the aspect of how you're riding your horse you have this monster chasing after you and the thing that uh the thing that I forgot to do, the one little thing that I forgot to do that threw me off, I have to hold the button, the triangle button, for the horse to run, and I have to zoom back with the camera and unveil my bow to shoot the damn monster in the eyes so it then can crash into the damn walls, <laughs> and I can climb on it, and I can start piercing the shit out of it. I only ended up figuring that out is because... The disembodied voice goes through and gives you certain aspects, certain advice upon each colossi. However, it didn't for one, which was I felt kind of weird, and that was during the tenth colossi, which is this this monster inside of this like this almost like a temple, right? Yeah. And so you have these red fight. flames. This was an interesting colossi battle in comparison to some of the others, where you had these hulking monsters you were going through and defeating, and all of a sudden you have something that's like almost as big as a bear, essentially. So it's the smallest colossi so far that I've faced, but I couldn't figure out why, for the longest time, why I would not be able to beat this monster. And it was actually something incredibly simple. But before I even got past that one, there was a weird glitch I actually did that I had to restart, you know, I had to quit out of the game and go back to the last save point that I had. And that was, I didn't realize that when the Colossi hits the statue, the thing that uh, you're climbing upon, it actually shoot, like uh, launches a stick that has a piece of fire, right? So you're supposed to pick up the stick you're supposed to bait the thing over the uh, initial cliff, right, from the top end of that, this freaking, like, balcony overlooking that big old, like, uh, lake in the distance. You're supposed to, like, coax it so that way it'll fall backwards, fall on its back, crack the armor off its back, and then land there so that way it exposes the fur and you can do the, and you can go do whatever. What ended up happening was, I didn't look up any type of hints, and I figured, okay, what am I going to do here? So I kept on going from, like, uh, point after point after point after point in terms of, like, the fire stuff. Okay, maybe the fire builds up or something like that on the stick. Maybe I have to uh, burn off the armor. Maybe I had to, like, get onto a different side. And so I went back the way I came, right? And I jumped onto the parts of the cliff. The Colossus facing me, right? And then as soon as I jumped back, the back hind legs actually forces the Colossi down to a lower level. And I start to follow it. It starts following me, right? And I lead it all the way down to the cliff. I didn't know I could do that. And so it had... It eventually had uh, me kind of a little bit frustrated. I had to check on YouTube a video and realize, okay, this is the actual way I'm supposed <laughs> to go through and do this. One thing about me whenever I play certain games, I come up with these weird-ass, like, uh, solutions to problems I didn't even realize were possible. And that was one of those types of moments to where it actually kind of soft-locked that battle. So I had to go back to a previous save. But Colossi... I think it was, like, Colossi number 10. No, 
No, it's Colossae number 11 that was. That one was a fun one, in my honest opinion. But the one that I've never faced before, that was in the middle of this lake, this giant-ass lake and stuff, this one was the most interesting so far. So this is Colossae number 12. You have to go into the center portion of this lake. So it starts out as you have a center island, right? Like a land thing. And then all of a sudden you have like three additional points and stuff, like higher ground stuff. The whole theme of this boss battle, right, is when this monster emerges, you have to go underneath it. You have to go to its tail. And you have to climb upon the grassy, like, fur, like, in order to get up to its, like, head. But you notice that there's no weak point revealed on it. And so it left me wondering, okay, what the hell am I supposed to do, right? And then I noticed, like, while I'm on the crown, I have to hit these teeth in order to go through a different direction so I can lead it to a specific high point. I don't know how the fuck that... Uh, I didn't think of that before, but... It's like, okay, let's just hit a bunch of teeth with a sword. Yeah, that'll, that'll do something good. But I ended up doing that, led it to higher ground, and it was kind of cool because it's like it was multiple layers upon this boss battle. You're expecting something simple, and you go through the same routine, right? But then the game changes it up on you to where... Not only is like a big ass colossal you have to go through and climb upon, but you have to literally lure it almost a la Super Mario 64 style to a damn higher point. <laughs> a little bit more frustrating. You know, at least you're not hitting a dinosaur in the back of the head with a sword, mm. so it's like. <laughs> but I love the way the colossal like, climbed out of the water and like it had both of its arms or something like stuck down but then it exposes its belly and that's where the weak point is at and so you have to grab onto its belly fur and then stab the shit out of the damn thing but uh over the past week including today i have made it a point to either start up a little bit of the morning just just like enjoying a little bit of shadow of the colossus there's a lot of relaxing points in that game. Mm -hmm. The scenery, the vistas, even back when I first played it, I knew that this was a great looking game. Obviously, Blue Point, remastering this game, getting all the fine work and the quirks and stuff, all nice and neat. I love that the game has the option between performance mode and then like the 4K mode. I go with performance. I like the frame rate being smooth, and so it gives that visual pop of experience where I... It feels more or less like it's a uh, more cohesive experience, in my mm -hmm. honest opinion. But uh, oh, did you find the last Guardian um, Easter egg in there? I haven't yet. Oh, okay. No, I haven't yet. My main intent in this game is I'm going to go through all of the different Guardians. I got I got to go through all the different Colossi and stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna be on Colossi 13. I think there's like. I say there's like 15, 16. It's like, I think there's 16, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's about 16. Even upon looking at the trophy list of the darn thing, it's like, yeah, there's like, it says 15, and then all of a sudden there's like one down there. It's like, yeah, it's 16. It's on yeah. the fucking map inside the game, yeah. for God's sake, with the different Colossi icons. I do love that little hint, that little touch where it's like, Inside of the map, you'll see the Colossi locations and stuff, and the heads of the Colossi where you've been. And then it's like, at the side of the maps, you see the, the heads of the Colossi from 1 to 8 on one side, and all of a sudden from like 9 to like 16 on the other <laughs> side. 
And so it's like it gives you a good visual perspective on what these things potentially look like, where they're at on the map. Although I did kind of find it fun that when you're tra like traveling across the landscapes to the different points where you're supposed to go, occasionally you'll find a little gecko, yeah. a little black salamander that you got to go through, and you got to kill that thing in order to pick up a, like a the health bar, some sort of a benefit. Yeah, like I think I think bar. one yeah. does like I think some do like health, and some do like your uh, your like grab, so you can hold, you can hold on longer. I think that's yeah, how it I works. Yeah, I believe you're right with that. I know they do one or the other or both. Or both. But yeah, Shadow of the Colossus, man. I mean, that game is, even still, I feel an underrated classic. Top notch. It is definitely among the higher echelon of adventure games, action adventure games that people should go through and find a copy of, play it. You want to play it on PS4 or PS5? I mean, hell. This is the game remastered by Blue Point, the same, the same development team that was responsible for the Demon Souls remaster, and who knows what the hell they're going to be doing next. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping my fingers crossed for Metal Gear. But for oh. sake, I want some shit. I want. Give me it. Know, so like, bad. <laughs> oh man, I the fucking want to play the original Metal Gear in 4K. I just want to play. It's like you know what? Give me that, or just give me Metal Gear Solid 4 on PS3. <laughs> Let me play it on my fucking PS5. Or better yet, man, it's like, I want the Metal Gear Solid, like, the four Metal Gear Solid games, mm. remastered controls in 4K, like, progressive, like, a performance at high definition mode or whatever the fuck. I don't even care if you change, I don't even change the story, don't even change don't. the certain aspects of the levels. Just, just make it more detailed. Yeah, just, Give me what I want originally from those games, because I have a fucking craving to play Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about not too long ago, and I was like, <laughs> playing, when I got done playing God of War, I'm like, man, I wish I could just play, like, uh, Metal Gear Solid, the two, and the, the Blue Point remasters of two and three. I wish it was like they are on the PS4, Xbox One era i know they were all, they were on game pass for a while there for 360 mm. and I, I remember yeah they were but they took them off but oh you know what? i need to play peace walker that's what i need to do need to oh buy God. that and play that but yeah that's a whole different but fun fact shadow of the colossus when i first played that the other games that i invested into as a teenager god of war mm. devil may cry 3 metal gear solid 3 mm. subsistence Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. a period of time my when I was a teen, early adult. That was fantastic during that time period. I just <laughs> I, I was thinking about Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater when you said that, and I just beat that game again on in my head. That's how many times. That's, probably, that's how many times I beat one and three. Was I can I can just like I don't need to play that. Well, like I, I want to play them again, but I don't need to because I can just close my eyes for like three seconds, just beat it. And I can I can I can blink. I just, I just beat Ocelot in the first battle of Metal Gear Solid 1. That's how. Bam. Done. Beat the first boss. Oh, God. Those games are so fucking oh. good. Jesus Christ. You, you yeah. don't even need to change the gameplay. Just, yeah, are. Are the, like, just fucking give me the chance. Just let me play them. Just let me play them on, the, on, on, that, on PS4, Xbox One, backwards compatibility. I don't give a fuck. Just give it to me. Dude, Tyler, you and I are old enough to where it's like a lot of the games we enjoy back around the, the mid to late 90s and stuff like that. We want those things remastered. <laughs> Kind of like how movies are from yeah. like way back when yeah. that like the new versions or something are like remastered. I was watching 4K Ghostbusters like a month ago, so it's like, come on, <laughs> what if, give me, just give me like I don't need 4K, but just 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 you know you don't have to up res them, just fucking bring them over. Let me play them. 
Fuck. Dude, like movies, like books, like whatever, TV shows or whatsoever, video games as a medium has got to that point where we want remasters of our classic games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just please, yeah, please, like, yeah, it's like super, it's like, it's a weird thing, it's like, it's like Nintendo, we get mad about making us buy certain shit over and over again, and then we get mad at them mm-hmm. for not letting us buy certain shit over and over again. So it's a, and then all of a sudden we get a re, it's like we get a complete like rework or remaster of Link's Awakening, a game we've played before in the past, and all of a sudden it is arguably better. Yeah, right. Than what it was back. Except then. for the bullshit trading system. Don't get me, don't get me started, Gables. <laughs> why'd you bring it up? Why, why'd you do it? Ooh. How am I supposed to know that this this fucking mermaid wants my goddamn shovel? She's she's a fucking mermaid. She can't get out of the water. Why am I trading her a fucking shovel? Why am I supposed to know that? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I lost it. Oh, you want my shovel, huh? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> why, why would I want your seashell? I have a shovel. I could do so many more things with a shovel than your fucking seashell or your necklace or whatever the fuck she gave me. There's so... I can, I can live. I can dig for rupees with this fucking shovel. What's with the seashell? What's to do with it, Gables? What am I supposed to do with it? There's no value to it. Oh, sorry. Alrighty. Well, anyway, that's it for me for gaming this week. Welcome to my TED Talk. Um. Anyways, that's gonna wrap it up for us this guy's week. Hope you guys. Sorry for my freak out. Uh, just that's what happens when I think about Link's Awakening training system. Uh, anyways, uh, if you guys enjoyed that, hope you, uh, if you did, I really appreciate it. But also, uh, check us out all the places that we are on. We, if you like, if you uh, are watching us live. I want to watch this live every Sunday night, usually around 9.30 Central Time, 7.30 West Coast, Best Coast Time. We are on twitch.tv slash podcast. Uh, I post up immediately on YouTube, uh, on our YouTube channel. It's uh, Drunk Nerds. Just look up Drunk Nerds. You find us, subscribe. Give us a big thumbs up, comment, share, please. Um, that usually goes up late late Sunday night, early Monday morning. It takes a couple hours to, to bring over. And then if you are, just do the audio version, that usually comes out um Monday night, Monday, sometime Monday, usually late Monday. I figured off work. I edit it, um, but we're in all those places. We're we're on all places that podcasts are on, uh, all social media sites, everything like that. Like, follow, subscribe, uh, comment, share. Share is a big one for us. All those things to help us. All those things you do will help us out with the algorithm. They help us get noticed. Uh, so until next time, guys. I was your host. I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gable. So until next time, everyone. Good fight, good night. Is that a celebrity deathmatch quote you just said? You just quote celebrity deathmatch? I'm sorry, I went to go do my, went to go do my, the the end, and you just said, you just quoted celebrity deathmatch. That's a blast from the past. But Gables. Too sweet, buddy. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys.